The Love Life Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Podcast with me, Tracy Clifford. And me, Annie Lavin. Uh, we just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We're absolutely overwhelmed with uh, all your lovely messages of support and all your questions, which is why we've decided to do a Q&A podcast uh, to do with all of the episodes that we have uh, uploaded so far. Mm. Uh, there's been so many questions. I think everybody that follows uh, Annie Lavin on uh, therelationshipcoach.ie on Instagram, if you don't already do it, do so now because, God, you just learn so, so much. So Annie recently put up a question box on um, on her Instagram stories and so many questions came in to do with episodes that we have touched on and topics that we've touched on mm-hmm. and then ones to do with your love life in lockdown because we are still in lockdown and I think maybe for the foreseeable mm. as well. So Annie, the sort of questions that you were getting in, um, first and foremost, there were so, so many questions. Well, I just read out the questions. Read out the questions and let's see, let's see how we go. I'm going to put you on the spot then. Like, yeah, like, no pressure. <laughs> no but pressure. Again, thanks so much for everyone being so vulnerable because when you send in these messages obviously it's always anonymous when they're answered but you know you are sharing really from your heart space so it's it's a big deal to put these words down and send them in to myself and Tracy and have us answer them in this way so yeah that that's not lost in us and we're just picking them at random okay so we'll go with the first one here how the hell do I find the love of my life in a 5k radius during lockdown age 40 lost opportunities Mm. oh yeah it's just shit it is shit yeah I think we have to just first of all normalize that don't we it's it's not an easy situation um being in lockdown but we could blame any number of things when we're not in lockdown for not being able to find love as well and I also have a little bit of a problem with that phrasing not that the person who sent it in has done anything wrong by using it but I also I always think when we're framing things around I must find it's quite like it's onerous, isn't it? Like I have this duty and or I have this obligation or it's my responsibility to find somebody. And I think it probably would be much more helpful if the person was able to realise how can I become much more, much more in touch with who I am, what I'm about, who I am and what I might potentially need in a in a relationship, what I might want in a relationship, rather than thinking about the partner being the only thing that is the, the last missing piece from the jigsaw. The word find, you don't like that. How do I find somebody? So if you don't find somebody, it's like a failure, a connotation of failure. A connotation of failure, perhaps, or also the idea that it. I'm seeking it. I see it as a job, thinking I must go find somebody. Okay. I think, you know, we attract people based okay. on where we're at. Should the wording then be how in this lockdown... Do I make sure that I attract somebody or how in this lockdown do I attract somebody? Hmm. It's st- <laughs> it's still not really going to be a positive outlook, is it? <laughs> in your 5k Whether- radius unless you wear a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> it's still 5k. <laughs> but we don't know who's in your 5k. True. You know, like, are you still staying open? Are you still, um, you know, are you in a good place yourself? I think that's always a really important question to answer when you are single and you want to attract anything good, positive into your life. 
what is your emotional state like? Where are you at? And, you know, we've all kind of had different experiences of how we are in lockdown, one, two, three, 75, whatever number we're in right now. So how are you in that? And where's the room for you to be in a better place mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Is there room for you to move into that space and focus on that rather than the meeting of the partner? Because I think we've, we've discussed this before in one of our previous episodes we often meet people where we're at. You know, we can attract in people that, um, let's say you're a little bit lackluster with life or you're a little bit down on, on, on your look. You might end up meeting a partner who's something similar. Sometimes partners can be mirrors of where we're at. Now, this is not always Mir- the case. Misery loves company. <laughs> okay, yeah. 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 Um, so are you saying this is probably a good time to 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 love yourself, to and I, I, this is the, I always go back to this to date yourself, and it's say if you don't like your job, work on getting out of that job. If you want to improve your health and fitness, this is the time to do it. I take comfort in the fact that everybody is going through this at the same time. Mm. You know, if so, if if this person says, "How the hell do I find somebody in a five k? Yes. How do I how do I improve my love life?" So is everybody else. And so the partner that you're looking for, the opposite to you that you want to attract is also still in the same boat as well. So, yeah, that's a good point, Tracy. Let's not forget that you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Most people um, at this point in time are, if you're single and you really want to meet somebody, you're the anomaly if you've met somebody. I think we've said that before too, haven't we? It's yeah. this idea that um, sometimes when we're stuck in in in, in, neg- in a negative thinking loop, we can start to think that we are the only people who are experiencing this. We can almost forget that we're in lockdown. Especially if all your friends are coupled up. That's true. Exactly. Exactly. So be careful with your thinking as well, because, you know, our thoughts can create our reality. You know, I must find that's why I'm such a, a, a um, so pernickety on the use of the language here. How the hell do I find the love of my life in a 5k radius during lockdown? So it could be that you reframe things to how can you how can you come back to yourself and to in, enhance the relationship you have with yourself at this point in time because you can control that how do I stay open to finding love in a 5k radius yeah how can I stay open so what would that involve going out on your in your 5k walk or whatever walk it is that you do and um you know being smile at people you know make eye contact um say hello you know these little things they're very very small and it Can I just strange. say like, and I don't, and this, I'm not advocating going and buying a dog for these dating purposes whatsoever, but I've just moved to a new area mm-hmm. and we have a dog and I've never had a, my own puppy before and she's six months. I have to bring her out twice a day and I'm in a new area that I don't know one soul from this, mm-hmm. this, um, this new community. Having a dog has just created smiles on people's faces, but also made me talk to people more who have dogs. So like I've been chatting to people at bus stops, obviously keeping my two metres apart from them with my dog, Harley, just being like, hey, sorry about her. And then you just get chatting to people, whereas I just would have walked before. So I'm not saying going, (laughs) I don't want the DSPCA knocking (laughs) on my door. I'm just saying that 
I am now open because I have to be with this little thing beside me, this little cutie thing beside me. And I've just been chatting to people more because it's just a, um, it's a topic of conversation. Yeah. And it's taken down that barrier, hasn't it, between you and mm. a stranger. We now have something that we can both focus on that kind of helps to break the ice. Break the, an icebreaker. And mm. it is that cue in the coffee uh, docks. And there's so many of them now that have just, you know, sprung up all over the place. Yeah. It is not looking at your phone, possibly. Yeah, Great, great, great suggestion. Not looking at your phone because that's kind of our go-to, isn't it? Oh God, when you're standing in a queue, that's all you do is just look at your phone, head down. What am I missing on it? Yeah, so, you know, eyes up, you might lock eyes at somebody. Yeah, and you're not alone. Everyone does it. It's kind of like almost a a go-to that we all have at the moment. But but try and, you know, create new habits. And we're not saying to you like to walk around your 5K and be like, hey, to everybody. That's just, (laughs) you know, calm it down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah but, uh, like my dog is like, hi, I'm new to the area. Hi, like that's how she is. <laughs> little eager. Yeah, eager, little, little eager beaver, you yeah. know. But um, I hope that answers your question. I think language is very Language is important. So just watch the narrative that, yeah. you're, you're, that, that you're telling yourself around you not being able to do this. This is a collective um, pain that people are suffering if they're, you know, single. They want to meet somebody and it's it's a bit more challenging at the moment. So just get creative with that and, and just, just don't forget the fact that People still meet in real time. It doesn't have to all be on dating apps. She hasn't mentioned that she is or isn't on dating app, but... You but know. the dating apps are still there, by the way. They're still there they're and still everyone's exist. still there. And two people who are looking for a yeah. partner, they're still there too. So yeah. I know the 5K may be... Um, limiting mm-hmm. but you can st- you don't have to have have just 5k on your radius on on your dating apps people are meeting outdoors in parks i think that's that's deemed to be okay so so yeah so so i suppose you do that's you. another thing yeah exactly yeah um okay another question let me see what i have here now another one so feel like i'm not my normal self nor are the guys i'm dating is this a bad time to date though mm Similar to the first one, if you're not your normal self, you know, who who are you showing up as? So how can we get you back to that place of feeling more normal for more in your body? And um, yeah, just a little bit more like an attractive person to date. What, Do you feel like you're your normal self right now? Right now. Gosh, like it's so hard to even think back to normal, abnormal. Like everything's just so confusing to me. I'm not my normal it. self. Like I don't have my roots done on my browser and bits. So I don't feel like my normal self. Like I feel like, yeah. and, and not because, not, not the, the appearance thing. I feel like I haven't let my hair down in so long. Yeah, That's how I feel with my mm. friends. I haven't, I haven't lived my normal life. I haven't gone and hugged my parents. I just don't feel my yeah. normal self. I don't look my normal self. I don't feel my normal self. Mm. So I get that. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of feel like you like you and looking in the mirror is is a point at which we're all making contact most days so if you're looking in the mirror and you're kind of not recognizing who you're seeing or you're not liking who you're seeing then we have to try and get comfortable with that don't we which is a challenge because I think for most women all of our lives we've been fed this message that beauty ideals equate to having the perfectly done hair the eyebrows uh, Mm. whatever it is um so if if you're not feeling that you are yourself based on those things um yeah we need to just accept that not at my best I'm not feeling my best right now so how can I show up um in a way 
that's true to that that's authentic you know can can you can you embrace that like can you actually meet somebody in that vulnerable place and say yeah I don't really feel great at the moment but Mm. I said I'd meet you for coffee and um on some level I feel like people are being a little bit more vulnerable people are a little bit more authentic people are a little bit more real again we're all in the same boat because we're all in the same boat yeah it's a great leveler it is a leveler I think I think lockdown is great and I have heard that from a lot of people that they're feeling like this time to themselves has really um forced them really because they haven't had any uh, you know option but to look inwards and looking inwards I think is a great place to start if you're feeling like you're not yourself you know um yeah I think over the last year at the beginning of lockdown I felt very much like I was confronted with myself a lot, you know, especially with all the Zoom meetings, you know, yeah. the physicality of having to look at yourself all the time. Yeah. I was really confronted with my self-consciousness and how much I had to work to feel the love for myself, to feel like I had to meet that really strong self-critical voice that was observing me and saying things that were really unkind. And I had to take I had to take that one to task, really, because it was just unfair. It wasn't nice. Um, For me, I had to really put a lot of effort into relating to my body differently. And I mean, I'm talking basic things like having a shower, maybe moisturising afterwards and telling parts of my body that I'm so grateful that they work, you know, like that level of trying to just get some of that self-love back. Mm. Um. And I don't think I would have been confronted in that way if, I, you know, if lockdown hadn't have happened and I was really left to my own devices. You know, there was no there was no distraction. There was no like going out with other people and forgetting those feelings. You were really sitting. I, I personally was sitting a lot with my feelings and having to work through those and process them. And it's, it, it, you know, in the long run, it's for the best. Mm. But it's really hard. When you're in that. No, it is. I remember you and I last May. Mm. Was it last May we were talking about this podcast? We were talking about this podcast since December beforehand. (laughs) And I remember we had no energy. Mm. You you were doing your work, I was doing my work and we had no energy to give anything else to anything, to any other side projects. Mm. It was like you were giving the best of yourself to your clients. I was giving the best of myself to my listeners, hopefully. Mm. And... And then you were just surviving this collective trauma, as you told us in the first episode of this. Yeah. You know, and I know the appearance thing that I've brought up there in jest, but, you know, I had to kind of reconcile with my grey hairs, you know, and like it was like, yeah. oh, this is really me. And I've really enjoyed that process because it's a privilege to be getting older, to be here well, on this tell earth. Tell me how you but did my, that, because that is a big one, isn't it? I actually, do you know what? Because I, I was, I was in awe. I was like, oh my God, like this. Oh, wow. Now, I don't like it. By the way, Tracy's roots do not look even they're, that noticeable they're, here. They're brown here. See, they're, in the sunlight, they look blonde. But they're, yeah. actually, they're actually, you know, they were worse last year. We hadn't got the hairdressers for four months, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, um... It is, the, it is funny though, because grey hair, we associate grey hair with growing older, ageing, don't we? So then it's almost trying to embrace that. Yeah, and like that was fine with me. It was more like I haven't, I've, I've, I've had blonde hair since I'm 16, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, this is, I've, I, people ask me my natural colour, I go, to know, never seen it. <laughs> but I really saw it this year. But I'll tell you one thing, it was like rejuvenation because my hair has never been healthier oh. without the chemicals. Yeah. My nails have never been, have, haven't been healthier mm-hmm. without the shellacs, you know? True. 
my, like obviously my hair split ends go are, are crazy at the moment but I mean in terms of like yeah so that rejuvenation was was there mm. um yeah like we're, we're uh, like again we're all in the same boat I think we're is the, the boat. is the comforter the for people yeah. and I know our our um our texture didn't necessarily mean appearance wise they mm. they just meant feeling their normal self but I think that there's all little facets of feeling normal there's so many facets you know of people feeling. kind of say I've put on tan I feel I feel great yes or like my granny used to say that to me all the time if you look better you feel better yeah you know. but you know Gok Wan has Wan has made a whole um, show on that you know whenever you watch that show you start to appreciate okay the links that people make to their outside body and how they feel inside mm. you know we so, you sometimes wonder like which comes first is it the work on the inside taking care of the outside or vice versa or or maybe it's just we can flip it you know yeah. when we do something on the outside um it can be an act of self-love or self-care and on the inside we can feel a sense of appreciation for having made that whatever that step might be having the nice bath um i don't know painting your nails mm. doing that for yourself just you know nourishing your body with nourishing really body. nice moisturizer that yeah. is your special one yeah you know? and and, and connecting with your body in a new way okay. and speaking again trying to speak to yourself in, in in a kind way so when when this listener is asked or sorry followers asked um feel like i'm not my normal self or uh, and neither are the guys i'm dating is this a bad time to date i think you get to decide that you know you get to decide whether or not you want to stay dating you don't want to date anymore or do you want to show up and be really vulnerable and really authentic and share that right now i don't feel so great but here we are we're doing okay. this. Yeah. You know? Good answer, Annie. Yeah. Took it all over with talking about my roots and my hair and I just miss it. I just I just miss it. I know. <laughs> You're not alone though. I know, I know. Um okay, another one. How to keep a long distance relationship going. Have you ever been in a long distance relationship? Yeah, I did for for a little while. Um it's yeah. really hard, isn't it? Have you Yeah, yeah. In my twenties I tried to keep one going. Um, with the UK now I, I my advice for long distance relationships now this is just my mm-hmm. my take on things I think that the two parties need to want to make it work equally mm-hmm. if somebody has an idea in their head that oh listen long distance or narrative in their brain that oh listen a long distance relationship doesn't work they never work out it's not going to work but if you have participation yeah. on both sides equally yeah. With the goal of wanting to make this work, mm-hmm. it will. I think with effort, yes. it will. Yes, there has to be a willingness from both people, and um, that they can make it work. I mean, how do you keep it going practically? Yeah, you, oh, you get creative. You get creative. You just have to get creative, and I know that is like effort. Yeah. You just have to get creative. You have to be consistent, creative. FaceTime is wonderful. People didn't have FaceTime that years ago. Um, you got to get creative, and I know the mundane life happens where you're knackered in work you come home you want to flake on the sofa yeah. and you kind of go oh god I want to yeah but might not have any news for the person yeah. so maybe don't tire yourselves out by having to contact each other every single day yeah, you know I like that. miss each other a little bit and maybe have a date on Friday on your FaceTimes I like it I like it like Mark and I got together when he lived in LA mm-hmm. and we were friends through FaceTime you know that, yeah. and it was just through yeah. conversations yes and, and it wasn't every day but it was like when you'd have a conversation like oh hi you know and it's interesting because actually if you have like we all we all crave that 
that consistency, that security, air quotes, uh, around hearing from somebody every single day. And that is wonderful. But sometimes if we do allow a little bit of space, you do start to notice that there's a little bit more desire to want to hear from the person. So it's okay to kind of like drop off a little, not not drop off. I'm not saying ghost somebody you're long distance distance relationship with, but pull back a little bit from that, that high level of contact if that's where you're at. But obviously stay stay engaged with the person. But I agree with what you're saying, Tracy. Like leave a little bit of space for you to miss one another and then have each of your weeks punctuated with something fun. To look forward to. Yes. Um, like you can call each other every single day if you want to, but if you're just calling each other and you're like, what are you up to? Nothing. What are you up to? Nothing. Yeah. Like that's... That's a bit soul destroying. And plus it's not a quality... I'll do more damage. Yeah, it's not a quality engagement. So no. why not try and keep your engagements to quality? And again, you know, I know you're 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 speaking kind of broadly about like, do you have any news? But keep into the superficial level chat. Personally speaking, it drains me, you know? So if you're that person that kind of finds superficial chat a little bit draining, drop into what you're appreciating about the other person. Sharing with the other person what you loved when you last met. Sharing a memory. You can recreate memories. Hear a song on the radio and shazam it. Send it to them. Kind of go, I think you'd like this. There we go. Just keeping things creative and interesting and open for more conversation other than how are you? Well, how's your day? Because everyone's days are boring right now. Yeah, no one, no, nobody really has any break. You know, we're not going out and not having booked a holiday, you know. (laughs) 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 Is taking a break for a few weeks code for breakup even in these times it's a tricky one isn't it because we don't really have context (sighs) well if someone said to me before covid bc they want to take a break i'd be like red alert red alert get out of there um in these times though do you want to take a break Mm -hmm. i i understand people want to take a break homeschooling both people working from home no let up at weekends, no distance between people. I understand people wanting to spend a weekend on their own or a week on their own and just on in peace. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're echoing the words of anybody who has been cocooned or we can't even use that word anymore because it has so many lockdown connotations, but, you know, kind of in close proximity with a partner and children um, or a partner it could be with family it could yeah. be any you know group yeah. situation um, but taking a break in this context it gives me the sense that the person is talking about an intimate relationship that they want to take a break from for a few weeks um, again I'd love to know more about the reasons behind why the person feels like they want to take a break but if it is because they feel that things have become a little bit stale or they they, they just need space by themselves they're going through a stressful period at work I really understand that like even this weekend for example I've honestly told my friends I actually can't give myself over to even committing that I might be available because I really need time by myself just to recoup from the week you know which might sound a little bit weird because I know we're in lockdown but that is actually what I need to be able to have the energy you're really good at knowing your feelings oh it's taken so much work though Tracy I've it's not this hasn't come easy at all like I would be very much if you if you knew me maybe five years ago I would have been somebody who wouldn't have been very much in touch with my feelings but it was a practice it was a real practice to have to really get in touch with how am I feeling what do I need and probably having a lot of time on my own as well I think when you're in a relationship it can sometimes distract you from yourself a little bit Mm. what do you think 
uh, uh, this person that has sent this, I feel from their picture, uh, like mm. yeah, yeah, they're female. Yeah. So if um, if their partner is male or female, yeah. they are obviously the person that wants to break up or take this break for a while. Do you, you know, are they taking a break while because, because they need to regroup, see how they feel or because they actually don't know how they're feeling and they just need a little bit of space to just see what's going on for them. It might not be them. even about you. Yeah. It might not even about, it might be just about their own because everybody, as you said, mm-hmm. you know, in the first episode, it, it everybody handles this situation differently That's right. and the stress of it differently. Mm-hmm. And some people are kind of maybe sailing through this lockdown and pandemic or other people might be finding it really tough. So it mightn't even be about your relationship. No, it might not be about the relationship at all. We don't know what the person who's needing the break is taking the break for. And I think if we're in a really respectful adult relationship, if somebody is asking for something and they're doing it in a a respectful way, then we offer it to them and we, we, we trust that they're doing what they need and they'll come back if this is what they want and if this is not what they want then we don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't really want to be with us either True. yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. it is it is a little bit daunting because you don't know what the outcome's yeah. going to be but if it's meant to be it'll be okay and I know that's a cliche but you'll know either way yeah and I think it could be important to set some boundaries f- so that you don't feel you're completely um at a loss you know if the person who's saying they want to take a break you can also say well what I'd really like during the break is that you know maybe we can check in once a week if that's some you know kind of come to a compromise that also suits your needs so that you're not completely out in the cold um I again I think you need to kind of negotiate that with the person that you're in the relationship with cool okay I hope that answers your question any more now let me see Okay, when you finally become vulnerable despite discomfort and they walk away, why? So you always talk about the the advantages and beauty in being vulnerable in relationships and it's a big deal for people to open up. Yeah. And then when you do, mm. I don't... Are you supposed to expect the other person to accept you just because you've been vulnerable? I'm yeah. not sure. I think we're putting conditions on vulnerability if we have an expectation that when I'm vulnerable, now it's your turn. You have to do it now or you have to meet me there. So I think um, vulnerability is is uh, it is beautiful and it's not something we can really um, we can't we can't expect other people to be where we're at. And I think you also have to be really honest about um the roots of you being vulnerable so even if you're taking a moment before you're being vulnerable have a think about well why am I doing this because the last thing you want to do is to be vulnerable to manipulate the other person into also being vulnerable and and kind of shoehorning closeness because that doesn't work so and this I'm like I'm I'm making up an idea in my head here is it like I've never felt this way before you make me feel so safe I'd be really scared if you left me I'm 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 I am really attached and attracted to you and I feel I might be falling for you. Mm. And you're opening yourself up and saying this thing to another person yes. and they might walk away. Mm. And you say to yourself, God, but I, I really told them the truth. Yeah. But that would be them staying just because you've been vulnerable is manipulation mm. or emotional blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like the example you've given there, of course, we don't know what this is. No, this, of course, person, we don't. We're we just don't know the context it of it. We're trying to, trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah. When you're being vulnerable, generally, generally speaking, if, if I'm being vulnerable, it's because I'm feeling in the moment that I want to share something in an honest way with the other person. Honest. You're just being honest about your feelings. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the other person has to reciprocate just no. because you're being honest honest and open yes you're taking responsibility for how you feel and if you're being vulnerable and you're doing it in an adult fashion and I don't mean that in any disregard to the person who's sending this in but um you're doing so by taking responsibility for I'm 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 choosing to be vulnerable here and don't forget being vulnerable is courageous it is brave and sometimes we don't get the outcome that we your hand might might be slapped it might work out for you but you've been truly you you've been truly you and don't forget when when it comes to boundaries Brittany Brown speaks about this quite a lot. She says that you must have boundaries with your, with vulnerability, you know. So for you to openly share and pour your whole heart and soul out to somebody on, let's say, a first or an early date, that can be too much for the other person. So along with when we speak about boundaries, we can talk about having a boundary around other people to protect ourselves. But we also must put a boundary on ourselves, a personal boundary, so that we don't overshare in the way that you've just described, where we have an expectation that the other person should meet us where we're at. So be honest, mm-hmm. but without expectations from the other person. Yeah. That's if, the key to vulnerability. Yeah. And if you can frame it in a way that you're practicing vulnerability, you know, this is a skill that takes practice. So if you've been vulnerable, well done. So many people really struggle with being vulnerable. I don't even know whether I am in my own life. You are, Tracy. I don't know. I don't know. I do, I've been always told that I wear my heart in my sleeve. And like, I just get it out there, I suppose. Mm. I, you, you know whether I'm happy, sad, angry, whatever, hungry. Like, <laughs> You're really authentic. I, but, you, but I don't know whether I am. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, mm. maybe I am. And because I am, I I don't know I am. Oh God, that doesn't It's make so sense. intrinsic to you, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I don't so know. intrinsic to you. Because you share openly and honestly. And for the most part, from what I know of you, Tracy, you, you tell me, you know, most of how I feel is on the outside. Um, any words that I've heard from you feel like they're a general reflection of how you feel um, in your I company. I think I get them out. I get them out. Like, that's why I feel like... I don't keep thinking, I don't bury anything. <laughs> like, God yeah. help everyone that knows me. Good. How I feel is out there. So I don't, Good. I don't bottle it up. And I don't know what yeah. it means to bottle it up. Is that being vulnerable or is that just being really, really open? I'm not sure. In relationships, I don't know. I need but to I work it out. there's a lot of crossover between openness and vulnerability. When vulnerability is something that, um, to me, how do I know when I'm being vulnerable? I know that I'm not being defensive. When I'm in vulnerability, I'm not wearing a mask. And when I'm in vulnerability, I feel like I'm really coming from that grounded place rather than some other version of myself. It feels Do you find it easy? (laughs) Do you find it easy to be vulnerable? Um, In the right company? It's easy, yeah. In the right company. So I, I choose my company pretty well, though. Yeah. You know, as you grow in, in years, you start to learn who you want to be around. And you can a little bit more select about... Your tribe. Yeah, your tribe. Yeah. Mm. Probably need to do a whole podcast on vulnerability, we could. do we? We so could. I need to learn so much about it. <laughs> um, let me see what else you have here. God, Annie, the, the texts that you're getting in are They're great, fab. Aren't They're they? so, so good. How mm. lockdown has caused breakups for couples living together. 
Yeah. It's a big one. It is a big one, yeah. As lockdown caused breakups for couples living together. Like we spoke about in one of the earlier episodes, there's so much pressure, isn't there? It's like a pressure cooker for some people if they're living in such a close space with their partner. And we know that it takes a whole community almost to build healthy relationships so that healthy relationships flourish. Outside pressures have been so magnified this year. Money, job loss, homeschooling, working from home, Mm. uh, the, the stress of the pandemic. Ill parents, not being able to hang out with friends, not being able to hug your family, not being able to see your family, not being able to fly in a plane, long distance relation. Mm -hmm. Like it has wreaked havoc absolutely everywhere. Everywhere. So everybody has their own pressures. I like, like, as you said in that episode, when we were talking about your love life and lockdown, divorce rates and inquiries into divorcing Mm -hmm. have risen so much in this country and I know you gave the statistics of the UK was like 80% uh, compared to other years mm-hmm. and Wuhan obviously reported oh huge numbers so mm-hmm. many numbers huge numbers mm-hmm. uh, of couples breaking up I, I, like I don't blame it happening mm. it's been like we've 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 been on a roller coaster mm. this year an mm-hmm. absolute roller coaster with st- outside stress like moving house yes. loads of other things going on in our lives um, and then the stress of the pandemic at the same time. But one thing I know that Mark has taken comfort in is that everybody's in the same boat. Yeah, That's what he always kind of, you know, that's how we kind of regroup together when there has been conflict. I think it's a great reminder. Like we're not the only ones going through this. Like I know it's shit at the moment, but like everyone's suffering from this. Yeah. From when he talks to his mates and I talk to my mates, yeah. you know. I think that's the importance of having a community, isn't it? That we can link in with other people and be reminded of that. Like Kristen Neff speaks about that too when she speaks about self-compassion, that we we need to extend our gaze from outside of just ourselves because I think when we're suffering, we can think we mean we're the only person who's suffering, but we need to extend our gaze to other people, even if it wasn't lockdown times. When you're a living, breathing human being, you know, there's a certain... Uh, level of suffering that we all experience at different stages in our lives maybe for different reasons but the idea of suffering is something that you can be pretty sure if you've experienced something somebody else certainly will have definitely. more than one other person definitely yeah. yeah so the collective piece is important to remind yourself that 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 you're not alone so the idea that we have numbers from other countries that have reported on the huge increase in divorce and people yeah filing filing for separation and so on tells us that yeah there's huge pressures on couples at the moment and um on the flip side of that there's also couples who are really thriving in lockdown because they have so much more time together uh, they don't have the commute they're able to kind of manage family life better so i do think there's kind of two different camps around how people are doing how couples are doing yeah like lockdown. there's loads of people i know that have haven't had one argument in lockdown because things that they would have argued about you know like maybe late nights or mm. whatever they're just obviously not being able to happen they're not and so like there, there's no cause for their only disagreements to arise there we go but I, I i think if you are going through a weird time with your partner it's okay mm-hmm. be kind to yourself because you are going through the craziest time of our generation. The craziest time of our generation. So Absolutely. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind and try not to compare yourself to an Instagram version of your, your friends who may not share in, you know, they may not share the intimate details of what they're really struggling with. So try not 
to um, to measure yourself against someone else's relationship because no two relationships are the same. Because like the day we released this podcast, Mark and I were killing each other. <laughs> Your love life in lockdown. We were like, well, no, we weren't even talking. <laughs> There you are, like Instagram couples. <laughs> That's the reality. <laughs> oh, Tracy, I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> he will kill me. He will kill You're me. You're dead. But, <laughs> but yeah, so everybody is going through it and everybody has different days. And yeah, and I hope everybody you're Everybody okay. has different days and... Yeah, I think I think um, doing your best to just navigate where you're at and my heart really breaks for anybody who's in a, an emotionally abusive relationship at this point in time because again, we've oh seen God, huge yeah. numbers of course. for, for no, calls to women, women, women's aid. It's not just women, it's not just a gender thing, but we do see higher percentages. Um, at least I've seen a lot of reporting from women's aid saying that their numbers have, you know, the number of people who've been reaching out for support has also spiked hugely. So, you know, there are some people who are in very serious situations in their relationship and feeling as though they can't get out. Is Reach out, tragic, speak to somebody, your friends, your family um, or to somebody anonymous. Um, women's aid are yeah. there. Like share. Help is there. It really is. Yeah. Share with somebody and do so in as, as you know as, as safely as, as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do reach out. Yeah. One more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing someone since June and it's going great. He's very lovely, but we've had none of the normal milestones of friend introductions, nights out, nightclubs, interactions with others is a niggle. My ex was really awkward in social events, so I'd like to know how he talks to people. Um, are we in a bubble and how do I tell? Wow, that is so interesting. It's a great question. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. chatting away, you're seeing somebody since June, but you haven't done the normal thing. So how will they be when things are back to normal? Yeah, it's a great, great question. I also am noticing that that this person will have a little sensitivity around how how... Her current guy is in company because she's telling us that, you know, her ex was really awkward in a social situation. So she's probably, you know, hypervigilant around this now. How is this guy going to be? Um, so what she's saying, he's very lovely. We've had none of the normal milestones. Yeah, friend introductions, nights out. Nights it's nights. friend introductions. It's it's the social aspect mm. of him. Mm. Dancing. God, he could be a shit dancer. He might not dance at all, Tracy, <laughs> like most country men. I, <laughs> like know, I men. know, I know, I know. <laughs> Listen, I've only got one move, so it's fine. I'm a shit dancer. Um, but that, that, this, yeah. Yeah. How do you tell? I suppose you just become, you just become curious and you observe when you're in, you know, company where it's, it's someone serving you coffee you know if you go as far as having a coffee take away coffee walks that's a really <laughs> really popular thing to do at the moment just to observe his engagement there to in- observe his engagement um in those public spaces you know um but to be okay too with the uncertainty you know to be okay that i may i might not know that he is um not so great socially but when i find out you know you will eventually um you can you can make a decision then if it is going to be some kind of a deal breaker for you. You know, you still hold that sense of control um, in decision making 
uh, in love. I always think people struggle with that belief that they're kind of locked into something and, oh my God, what will happen if much, you know, if lots more time passes and I'm still with this person and, you know, don't worry, you know, you're not, you're not locked into something that you can't get out of. If you just, if you discover this person is terrible socially and that's something that's hugely important to you, um, you're, you're going to honour that and you'll probably share that with him and you'll make a decision then, but try not to worry about something that you can't really control for right now. What do you think, Tracy? It, it's such a great question it is, because it's yeah. not real. It's what a not, lot of people. Not, not that it's not real life. It's a different way of life that we've never had to experience before. So if this person's normal life is friend introductions, nights out, nightclubs, interactions mm-hmm. with others, and they're worried about that, I would possibly look deeply into how he speaks about his friends his family mm-hmm. like oh, I can't wait for you to meet my auntie Maura or whatever oh, I can't wait for you to meet my friend John I play football at this particular place and brilliant. you know things like that so brilliant. if you know that he has a good friend network then you know he's possibly not socially awkward or he might be but he's but he still has this core group of friends where he is himself mm-hmm. in and that he can't wait to introduce you to yes um yeah. Really, really, really good point. And if he isn't bringing up those conversations, you can ask. Exactly. And then yeah. you might find out, like obviously if you've seen him since June, like you know him a long time mm. now. You've, I'm, mm. I'm sure you've asked about his background, his friends, his family, what he likes to do or what his hobbies are. Um, you'd probably know that if he has solitary hobbies, well then he is a quieter person. Or if he like like plays on a rugby team, then he does, yeah. he has team sports, which is always a great social yes. um and I wonder what it is about this person that they are, um, I suppose they have the experience of their ex and something about that interaction that didn't work for them when he maybe wasn't so good socially. But when I think of social awkwardness and that with partners, how does that infringe upon my relationship with my partner? I suppose it depends on the person, how big a deal it is for your partner to really integrate well with your friends and with your family, because at the end of the day, it's you that goes out with your partner. Yeah. It's not your friends. It's not your family. Mm. And if he is, if you find that he is, and he, he may be similar to your ex, and it's socially awkward, like that's just a shyness. Like, oh, once it's not rudeness, mm. it's just a shyness. And maybe they just don't want to say the wrong thing to embarrass you. Mm. Yeah, or some people are just... They just don't get that same buzz out of being around people. You know, we have introverted, more introverted people, extroverted people. And, and opposites attract. Like you might be extroverted and then the other person just sits back and lets you be the star of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I just think when it comes to relationships, sometimes you don't want two of the same kind. Like, can you imagine two really extroverted people together? It's happened with me. Yeah. Um, How did it fare out? Like, I kind of feel that the more extroverted people that I've I've dated would be class clowns and, and brilliant and great fun, but wouldn't be the greatest relationships yes. because it's all a little bit showy. Yeah. Um, I've It's funny because, you know, Mark would be quieter than I am, um, but he observes everything yeah. um, and it would be a little bit more solid than I would be in those situations he 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 would say that he is quiet he's very he's very shy he's a shy person Mm -hmm. he's very quiet and I make up for those but he he would be there for you 
and there for everybody in the group if there was a situation that needed I don't know maybe um an intelligent line or a quip he doesn't need to get his kicks from attention from constantly being in the limelight yeah yeah yeah. But he would never be rude to a waitress if there's the social work or just sure. like that. He'd never be rude to anybody. It that you know, so yeah. Yeah. it's interesting that, you know, and he's a very good dancer. So yeah. I know. Well, I, I'm no, I'm just saying, like, y- you know, if you, if she's looking at nightclubs and those things, yes. like, yeah, like Mark and I would be opposites in those in the like, you know, I'd want to be front and center of a stage at a gig, be like, woo, 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 woo. He'd be like, pull back the state of you. Come back here. You know? Um so we're opposite in that way. Yeah. But for his opposites, that if I needed that, I'd have my friends. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And that's the thing I think sometimes people can forget when they're meeting somebody that they want their partner nearly to be everything to them. It's not. No. It's, oh, God, I've fallen into that so many times. Yeah. And so I, have I. So have I. You want them to be your counsellor, you know, your lover, yeah. your partner in crime, the answer to all of your prayers, you know, mm. your motivator, your this, your this, your that, your everything, your doc, everything. everything. And I think I read an interview with Cameron Diaz years ago, right? Mm. The actress who said, yeah. like, I have realised that my partner cannot be all those things, but pick two yeah. and I have my everybody else in my life for my counsellor, my mother figure, my whatever. Yeah, the person my I best go dancing friend. with, the person I, I, yeah. I have a laugh with, if the person I cry with. My yeah. yogi, whatever. You have all yeah. your people. Mm. And that your person doesn't have to be your everything. Even though, And no. if it is, you're very lucky, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That's very mature, isn't it? To kind of go, I like them and I love them for this. Yeah, and I think if, if you know, if you feel like you have everything in them, it, it it's quite a... For me, kind of a risk would come up with that. That idea of, oh my God, am I in this kind of codependent relationship where we're everything to one another? I don't think it's healthy. I wouldn't like that kind of a relationship. I think you need to have difference to be, not always the case, but I think difference is good. It adds a little bit of spice to your relationship, doesn't it? Just fills in the gaps. Fills in the gaps. Yeah. 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 They're great questions. They're great Great questions. questions. Um, We'll do it again. Yeah, I think so. We'll do it again. So thank you so much for listening to this uh, special episode Q&A of your love life in lockdown, your love life in general. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Love Life podcast with the relationship coach Annie Lavin and me, Tracy Clifford. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode and think a friend or a family member could benefit from hearing it, then please share this podcast. We'd also love you could take a minute to rate, review and or subscribe to the podcast as it really helps to spread the word and normalise how we can all struggle in love and how we're all not alone. If you've already done this, amazing. And thank you so much for your support. Talk to you soon.